jingle, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. I quite like the bell idea. Uh, hold on. Well, here we go. This will improv. Now. That's it. We've begun. Okay, welcome to another episode of this bloody podcast. We've got a full room today, so I'm going to quickly introduce everyone. We've got me, Hayward, who's hosting, and we've got Peter right next to me on mic two, uh, joined by Matt, who's also tattooing on our client, Joseph, and we've got Rebecca on mic four, and we've got John on mic six, and there's a mic five, just in case, and Adam's on the camera. Um, I thought we'd start these podcasts by asking Peter what he's working on, so that the listener or viewer can get a bit of an insight on what is being tattooed. I don't know. No, no, that's not true. Um, we are doing uh, the end of the world. Uh, lots of uh, Ragnarok and wolves and Sun Eater and uh, nastiness. And style-wise, we're both doing traditional knot work on the lower arm. We're doing bind runes, tying it all together with that. And I am neo-tradding a little bit up here top uh, with some uh, contemporary illustrative style. We're trying to get as much of this done this week by doing a little bit of uh, double stabbing here. That's it. We've done quite a lot of, well, you guys have done quite a lot of um, double stabbing this year. We've, yeah, we've done some. Um, I think we've done this like four or five times. I've done it with several other artists in the past as well. Um, if done right, super efficient and fun. If done wrong, really stupid because it hurts the client extra. And if you're not working in proper tandem, uh, everything's just in reality slower. I find it really weird because you, you, it's, it's, it's really tricky and tenuous because you're kind of like you're working on the movements of somebody else out the corner of your eye. I mean, as a tattooist, you always got half an eye open on the edges anyway, on the peripheral, looking at the colour of your customer, making sure they're not like. Pass out or anything like that. Rare, but you know you've got to be, you've got to be aware of these things. But when you when you tattooing with somebody else, they're moving the, the client's body as a, a an extra part for the customer themselves possibly moving their body as well as you adjusting them. So it's so like that three-way awareness is quite stressful to be fair, and I'm still kind of getting used to it. Um, it's impressive how much work gets done in one day, though. It can be, yeah, it can look really, really good. It can be very good, because you're slightly slower than your normal working pace, but if, again, if, like Peter was saying, if you get, get the right coordination, um, and sort of like... Yeah, I think I lose like 10% 10, 10 of my speed, maybe, but then we can add your 90% on top. Yeah. We're at 180. I remember the first time I, I, I tattooed with you. Uh, I hadn't been working, I've only just started working here, and... I'm not sure if you whether you're used to working with certain particular people, but you were very kind of physically moving the customer about, and I could only t literally tattoo when you were dipping yink because I was just like, well, how, do, where, how am I supposed to interject myself into this? Because you were just, it was almost like I wasn't there. It was quite quite stressful. That was. Who was that on David? Um, no, I don't think it was actually. I think it was on somebody else. Huh. So I remember when we tried to tattoo at the same time on David. Oh, and David has a majestic body. Um, but there, there's a lot of movement going on, and uh, it's a big piece, so that was a bit tricky. So yeah, anyways, um, for this um, this episode, we wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, well, 
Let's start with Joseph. Put him on the spot and make him nervous and sweaty because he's not all, already being tortured as fuck. Hi, Joseph. Hi, Joe. Hello. Hey, man. We've got this. How are you? How are you getting on being tattooed by two people at the same time? Um. Well, since before I came here, I thought it was gonna be like a split day, but I do kind of like it in sync, having both of them kind of like go back and forth. I'm just adjusting to like, like when one stops, I take a small breath yeah. <laughs> and like adjust my arm quick. But uh, it's actually you kind of like fall into like a relaxing state. Kind of sounds crazy. Yeah, but sounds like your body just accepts it and just. I guess oxygen kind of use it. it's like a healing tool. So, um, Joseph, how did you end up here? Uh, Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> or do you mean like plain? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But, uh, um, well, first of all, you're from uh, well, you told me that you are from New York, but yeah. you're actually from uh, what part of New York? Long Island. Long Island. Yeah. So you're not a true New Yorker, according to true New Yorkers. You, no. are, you are a bridge and tunnel person. Which is a weird, <laughs> weird um, mindset of the, the, the Manhattanist and Brooklynist people. But they're also fucking bridge people, aren't they? They have to cross the bridge too. Fuckers, doesn't matter. You're American. Trolls! That's right, you trolls. True. <laughs> Live you on the bridges. You are from America. You found me on Instagram? Why yeah. did you find me? Uh, I think I've been following you for like two years. Alright. What was the piece that you saw that made you decide that this is happening? Actually, it was the the Wolves of Ragnarok piece. It was heavy black and like that copper reddish color that you did. Mm-hmm. And I was in love with that for a while. And then I saw the Berserker sleeve, I think you did on David. I think his name was. The it was someone else. Circus yeah. Uh, no, I don't think his name is David, but I, I know what someone you're about. So I decided to take that sleeve design, the artwork design, and add Skull and Hades to that somehow. And I hope it all goes well. Yeah. Good plan. Alright. Have there been any moments yet where you've regretted this decision? Um, I mean, you've got all tattoos that you regretted, but that's hopefully for a different reason. But Yeah, no. I'm definitely quite happy with this. The way it turned, it turned out much better than I could ever imagine. All the ideas popping. You you mentioned yesterday, Joseph, that you were um, you're ready to like let the tattoo go up your neck and round the side of your head. Oh, that's very welcome. Yeah, what I was, actually. Was there a moment when you realized like, yeah, I'm gonna dedicate my entire head? Yeah. Well, I'm actually hoping I'll get a small kind of stab rune under my eye before I go home. Have you always and I'll probably be jobless. <laughs> so that's what I mean. Have you always thought that you would go that far with the tattoo thing? Uh, no. But before I came here, I got a really short haircut, and I made sure I keep putting my ponytail up to remind Peter that I definitely want the head design. <laughs> <laughs> there is a plan. Yeah. One of uh, an Iron Age, early Iron Age styled version of Hurokin, the Wolf Mother. Um, since we are on the theme of wolves and shit like that. So, angry Jotnar woman riding a giant wolf. That's gonna be there-ish. Um, that'll be fun. I'm very excited about that. Talking about head tattoos, can we talk about your future plans for your head people? Well, my future plans for my head? Yeah. Uh, sure. Because just before we started recording, Peter showed me some pictures of, like, potential designs, please. Yeah. I've been, so I've been communicating 
for a while with uh, Jesse James, um, who is uh, an amazing tattoo artist up in um, in Scotland. Uh, yeah, trad stuff, isn't it? What? Is it Neotrad no, stuff? No, no. Uh, she does like, uh, well, geometric dot work, um, but also Celtic, Gaelic, knot work, and stuff like that. Um, and she's quite bold in her style. Cool. So we've been talking. Um, I'm, uh, I'm going to betray dear old Gerhardt, who did my neck piece, because I want, I want my neck piece to be heavier, bigger, blacker. Um, so yeah. Uh, but we're still we're still in preliminary talks, and I still have a an idea that I might want something um, like neo tradish on the side of my head, some leaves and color work uh, that I've been been communicating with um, Sneaky Mitch about that. Because um, yeah, I feel under tattooed by now. John's catching up to me. Mm. Haywood has always managed to be more tattooed than me. Um, so, so yeah, I wanna, I wanna get back in the game. I don't have any time to get tattooed, so it's not gonna be until like autumn. But yeah, plans are happening, and it's exciting. How much coverage are you going for? Um, I mean, I don't, I just don't want to get my. That's not true. I was about to say I don't want to get my face tattooed. I intend to have like white lines and runes on my face. I don't want anything black and heavy on the face. It's subtle face Yes. Unlike somebody's. Sorry. <laughs> what does, um, I think, did I hear you saying May has some thoughts on it? Uh, she wasn't too happy about the amount of change yeah. to my face. Because I do want to ex expand upon my jaw tattoo. I've got mm. these Uphelicine tattoos on my jaw. And I want to frame them a little bit with some more work and get my ears very tattooed and she seemed a bit skeptical. Okay. May is my wife, but then of you who did not figure that out. Um, will your ears be blacked out? Yeah, but what are you doing so to your ears? Not completely blacked out, but there's definitely going to be a lot of ink on me. I want to get my ears done as well. What do you yeah. want to get done on your ears? I don't know. My, my right ear just seems very naked amongst all the hexagons. Mm. But I don't know. We did have a plan to put more hexagons on that ear, didn't we? Yeah, and on my chin. We'll get there. My legs are fine in my life. Yeah. Just no rush. Um, I'm in no rush to get any more tattoos now. I feel quite satisfied. You're ahead of the curve in this studio. Where uh, did you get your head tattoo now? Mine? Um, oh, God, years ago. Um, Gerhardt did the initial thing, and I got somebody to put some scratchy stuff in years and years later, yeah. just to fill in some gaps, you know, getting closer to the ear. But, um, oh, at least about ten years, I think. Did you, um, did you like the, what do they call it, you know that thrash black work, the... Polka? Thrash polka? No, 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 just a long term. Just like the heavy black, but where it's like very scratchy and... Um, oh, like, um, not... Yeah, I mean, I'm, no, I mean, I'm very... When that style first came out, I particularly enjoyed that one. Scratchy shit. <laughs> trashy black work, whatever. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, I like that sort of sketchy look. I mean, it looks like it's done haphazardly and, you know, roughly, yeah, but it's actually very, quite, very precise. I like styles that look kind of messy and like deliberately kind of off kilter, but they are actually very, very well designed. Like yeah, and you can notice if they're not well designed because they just look. Uh, 
It just looks shit. <laughs> yeah. Mm, I think uh, as reference, maybe we should uh, throw in some pieces by Sven von Kratz, yeah. an amazing Berlin tattoo artist who does scratch work style and uh, does it epically well, just so our listeners can see what the fuck we're talking about. Okay, so um, for this episode, which was going to be a short one, let's see if it remains so, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit with Matt about. Uh, his career, because well, you were once a chef. I was for nearly ten years, um, and now you somehow ended up working next to this asshole. Don't talk about Joe like that. He seems like a nice bloke. Um, He's from New York. Oh, never oh. nice. <laughs> Are you from New York a little bit? Too? What? Are you I'm originally from New York? No, no, I'm no. originally from Denmark. We're all we're all assholes. Arrogant Scandinavians, the lot of us. <laughs> so yeah, uh, how did I end up here? Yeah. Well, I, I kind of ended up here because we have a mutual friend. I mean, apart from my just general conversation about how I, I started tattooing, this is a slightly longer one, but the shortened version is our friend, our aforementioned friend Dave, of the, the mighty God Mask Belly. Um, he years ago sent a message a, f- a few emails to the shop I was working in in Derby and was showing some enthusiasm for getting a hell of a lot of tattoo work which was like obviously fantastic all, all good but he then inund- inundated our inbox with about 50 odd images um, just absolutely Pinterest gung-ho happy and it was kind of a bit overwhelming me like whoa okay slow down what's going on um, it's like Greek and Nordic and all sorts realism, of and then and then he wanted like a, a Studio Ghibli anime sleeve and this that and this other, and some of the other artists were like, "Whoa, what's this? this guy's a bit intense." And I'm like, "Right, tell you what, get him in for a consultation, and we'll have a word, and we'll like you know, we'll iron out the details." So he came in, and there's this sort of like fantastic, enthusiastic puppy of a tattoo, um, one of um, of a. Wanting, wanting to be tattooed person, loads of energy. Me and him sort of clicked it off really well. We got, we got on really well. And But it had to kind of rein him in because he just wanted a bit of everything at all times. Hands off, let me just remind uh, Joseph back a little bit more. So we had to then, good. I had to make an executive decision and do that. Right, well, we'll start this then. And I wanted to go into more Nordic y stuff anyway because it's a style that I've loved well, since I first discovered tattoos during the sort of late 80s when uh, Celtic was the big thing at the time um, and so I just said right we can start off with a Celtic sleeve or a Nordic sleeve we'll go from there so I, I drew up this sleeve with uh, two dogs and then that developed into a second sleeve and then that just turned into like the chest panels and the back and then lockdown happened and everything kind of like faltered and in that time he started a couple of pages on in Facebook, I believe. Yeah, Facebook page. Nordic tattoos and some of the Viking lifestyle or whatever. And that, he reached out and you answered the call and ended up sort of talking to him about tattoos and the like. And then ever since, and then in that period, you know, we'd still be communicating and be like, oh, you, you know, because he'd met you by that point. And like I said, I've always been a fan of your work anyway for at least 10 years. Mm-hmm. Following you since sort of, uh, I think I think even before you went to Barcelona actually, but yeah, you kept on saying, Oh, yeah, you and Peter would get on so well. 
I'm like, yeah, I'm sure we would, you know. It's like, oh, it's coming down next week. And whatever, for whatever reasons, we can never actually coordinate meeting up. And then, yeah, I just got that random email out that the uh, in my inbox one time, and you going, oh, I'm thinking of expanding, seeing your work. Do you fancy having a conversation about it? And I'm like, yeah, why not? And then here we are. Me and David has definitely been a catalyst in this. He's caused a lot of things to happen in my life. Um, mostly good. <laughs> David, if you're listening, you know what I'm talking about. No. Um, he has brought me many blessings, that man. And a lot of fun times. Alright, short stuff. Thank you very much. How many different studios have you worked at? Me? Um, oh, blimey. Um, one, two. I used to work in one in London, um, like two or three days, about, about two days a week. I did that for about a year and a half, I think. Mm. I'm in Tottenham. That was, uh, yeah, original skin. That was with Scylla. Um, that was awesome. Um, yeah. Do you see any similarities with within studio, like different studios and the people that work in them? Oh God, yeah, I mean, you see types. I mean, it's, it's like any, I mean, it is a, a semi, re, it's, it's an interesting one actually, because like working in tattoo studios, you've got a retail angle. So obviously you've got to have like, you know, dealing with customers and public, etc. Then you've got the, the arty aspect of it where, you know, you've got creatives. And when you've got creatives, obviously you've got egos. And sometimes those things don't marry too well. <laughs> so you meet lots of different characters within it and everybody knows the same ones. You know, you've got the divas, you've got the just nice, humble people that just put their head down and crack on with it. You get the people that are more chatty with customers, you get the ones that are more you know, quiet, etc. Like any part of life, I guess. Yeah. But the, you, you meet a lot of the same characters. I mean, I'm doing this for this is my 18th year of tattooing. I was going to say, have you ever thought of, had you ever thought of starting your own studio, just doing it privately? Loads of times. I mean, I've, I've, had a, I've had a private studio um, used to, oh, right. um, before. Um, I was, I used to sort of do guest spots because um, I started off down in um, Kent, down on the Kent coast, and uh, I used to go and go and visit occasionally, have my annual private studio to tattoo regulars. And I still I haven't done. I need to go soon, but I still got regulars from when I first started my print, you know, down that that neck of the woods. Yeah. And I've got people even now that wait that are prepared to wait years yeah. for me to just pop down. And even if it's just a small thing, I always appreciate the sentiment and the kind of. I would say loyalty in that sense. I mean, I'm not I'm not territorial with my customers. Like some some I've seen some artists be like that. Yeah. But it is. But I do appreciate that if somebody just wants to, I don't know, waiting for me to do my what I do on them, and it, it means a lot to me. I appreciate that. I've never understood that. You know, so you know, some people they go for like full body suit from one artist, and that's their shtick. Mm. And then you've got some like in inverted commas tattoo collectors. Mm. And I've never understood tattoo collectors that will only stick with one tattooist. Well, I suppose if you've got your vibe. I mean, if I started, I mean, like the guy, um, Will Geary, who's, been doing my, who's just finished my back, and he's going to be doing the rest of my torso. If I discovered him years ago, I feel like, you know, um, I would probably be covered predominantly by his work, because oh, I just, I, I, it just resonates with me. I absolutely love his stuff. His style is so you. Oh, it's, it's solid, it's bold, it's brash, and it's a bit derpy, and, I, and I love it. Your, your back piece is like how I imagine your spirit goblin would look yeah, like. We'll yeah, we'll check out some video. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's exactly how I feel yeah. about it as well. I actually, I genuinely, the second I saw the first piece by him, I just thought, 
yes, I need some of that on my body. It's, just, it's, the, it's the first time I've had that kind of a tangible, physical reaction to a tattoo style for a long, long time. And I just thought, yes, that's the closest I can get to it. And so, yeah, so I started off in the belly. Lockdown really messed, bug, bugged me because two days before, as much as I don't like the Tories in a general sort of sense, without getting political, but it's one of those two days before my first appointment for my back piece, um, first lockdown happened. It was like, no, come on, just wait two days. Let's start this bastard. But we've made up for it in the meantime, so we've now finished my back piece. If you could do it all over again, would you um, would you go for a bodysuit, like a cohesive piece, or do you like being able to collect? I probably would. I mean, things. I mean, it's it's really interesting seeing people start you know, well planning and an, you know, a whole singular vision, mm. a, you know, you know homogenised sort of style, or you know, um, which is, I think is lovely. I mean, it, it takes the whole tattooing thing to a different level. But at the same time, though, it comes from a sort of a a, a basic collecting working class kind of aesthetic of just like yeah just slap it on here we go and I, I appreciate that as just as much so I, I think I would but at the same time I am where I am now I've, my tattoo journeys ended up that way and if I'm going to be I'm going to be covering up some bits and pieces and having the compromise that comes with that but you know that's, that's, that's part of life and I, I think it's quite nice having to have those compromises sometimes it helps you become more adaptable Too, can't, be too, can't be too purist about most things because it's life. <laughs> you can't be too purist. It's funny. I, I mean, I see a lot of um, a lot of people in recent years that have taken their patchwork tattoos and had them all tied in together, and it ends up really, really nice. Mm. Um, I've even submitted to doing a few, like Caitlin's piece, where like, we're letting. She's keeping a lot of her old work and then we're adding new stuff as like binders and backdrop and shit like that and really, really works. Like I think it's amazing. Um, and at the same time I do love like a Puritan bodysuit. Like when I see people have like a bodysuit by Gerhardt or a bodysuit by Gakin, shit like that, it's just, mm. oh, it's exciting. Powerful as fuck. Um, I personally think that if I, if I had the chance I might, I might at least go for like full elements by a single artist, like having a full sleeve by one artist. That'll be fun. I've not managed to do that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the, to be fair, that's the kind of reason why I got into tattoo in the first place. I, I don't even remember an old, there's an old British TV show, um, Words All Gummage, where the character was a scarecrow and he literally had one body and different heads made out of turnips. He had his thinking head, he had his like, laughing at all these different sort of like kids say it's a kids program and I got to a stage where I was designing so many things for myself before I even considered becoming a tattooist I just liked the, the format and the sort of the canvas so I just drew and drew and drew and I realised I needed like a words all damage scenario but it's, body, it's like 20 different bodies instead and then, I, then it hit me after designing tattoos for other friends to get tattooed by tattooists I just thought ah actually I could do this for myself one day maybe Ooh, never thought that's, about how that. got, that's how you got into starting yeah roughly yeah I mean I mean, I, when I was—I mean, when I was younger, my dream job was going to be a comic book artist, stroke illustrator, and then tattoos sort of like came into my peripheral because all my mum's friends all had like borstal and prison tattoos, and they were all shite to be fair. And even my even my friends were a little bit older. It was all like dope leaves and sort of like all that kind of crap. It was like I, I didn't even consider it as art. It was just like all this stuff of rubbish. And then did you ever incorporate some of those uh, like comic characters into your tattoo? 
I've, I've done quite a few comic yeah. geeks for bits and pieces. I mean, you know, I'm, I am anywhere I go, I'm generally the shop geek. But um, oh yeah, I've done loads of great cool stuff. There's one piece that I've, I've never actually put pictures up of yet. I did a Alien versus Bat, um, Predator comic book style back piece once, oh, and nice. I've never put a picture up. I'm sorry, Scott. By the way, I'll, I'll keep on asking. I might ask you again. You know. Um, my friend Scott, I did it on, and uh, I, I, I'm gonna get in touch with him again and get some new pictures and put it up. It's quite So, um, I honestly kind of had the same experience as a, as a kid signing tattoos for uh, first my brother and then friends and stuff like that. And I remember in, in school, in primary school, running around with magic markers, drawing on other kids, like fake tattoos and being paid pennies for it. Uh, I think that was my first encounter with tattooing, but it, a long time went by before I became a tattoo artist. What made you become a tattoo artist? What was the actual breaking point? What was the starting point? Um, well, like I was saying a minute ago, so the whole I want to be an illustrator thing, um, and yeah, I didn't even notice tattoos, and then I f picked up a magazine in either very late 80s and or possibly like 19, 1991. And there were no tattoo magazines in this country. And I think Backstreet Heroes was a biker magazine, and they'd sometimes do the Dunstable Tattoo Convention um, as, as a like, well, extra when that month came out. Sounds uh, so fucking gritty. Yeah, it's, uh, it was. It was, it was <laughs> oh, it, back back in the days though, when people when they did go to tattoo conventions, they cut holes in their jeans and stuff just to show the tattoo. So it's, it's hilarious. But um, now people just strut around in their underwear. Exactly. At conventions, well, probably just, just well. everywhere, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's always made me cringe and I've been envious at the same time. I also thought, God, I wish I could have the audacity to just walk around a tattoo convention with my top off, but then I just wouldn't feel very comfortable. It's, it's kind of weird. You, you, you start. I don't know, you, 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 you get used to it. I mean, I haven't walked around naked except, but well, on one occasion there was a guy, um, Neil. He used to be the editor of um, Skin Deep, and we just, um, we'd done an interview at the shop I was working at before. And um, I bumped into him at one of the conventions. I can't remember which one it was. Martin Brighton? I don't know. Um, but we just was like, oh, how are you doing? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Have you, have you got any work done recently? And we both were like, oh, you've got something on our legs. And so we just took turns, um, just like choice. dropping trowel and just like getting on, get, getting on respective knees and looking, looking at each other's thigh area. It just looked dead dodgy from most angles, yeah. you know. But if you just walk around, people just like watching people, watching people, watching people, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. <laughs> looking at us, just staring at each other's bodies. It's kind of an interesting thing. It becomes neutral in the end. It's just like, yeah, you know, you, somebody's getting tattooed, you know, you crane your head over, you have a little shifty, you know, and uh, go from there. Really, it's uh, you get used to it eventually. But um, yeah, no. So I, I picked up this magazine and I thought. Wow, these are great. This is amazing. How can you do this on skin? I've, 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 all my friends are such fucking peasants. <laughs> How, why, is, why is this so shit? And this medium is so complimentary. By today's standards, a lot of the work in that time was probably a bit, bit rubbish you know, now. But at the time, it was like, wow. Lots of like, you know, Chris Achilleos and sort of fantasy artwork stuff that I was brought up with as a child, done on the body. It's like, this is amazing. And then also, at the time, there's like seeing the sort of the beginning of like the neo-tribalism sort of coming out with like Leo Zioletta sort of stuff developing into... Sort of, sort of the, sort of, I don't know, sort of the yin to you angle and sort of, all that sort of crew, mm. um, which deeply influenced me. Um, and you know, and uh, yeah, and I, I just got obsessed then, started getting subscriptions from um, magazines from around Europe and uh, America until we ended up having our own tattoo mags and sort of, yeah, just went from there. Just 
involved myself and then decided and then again got to the conclusion of uh, actually stabbing people myself. Yeah. Good conclusion. Yeah, I think so. In a way the internet kind of ruined um, the whole tattoo magazine thing because I remember the only times I really saw tattoos were in magazines and so there'd be a lot more like um, mystery in it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It was more exclusive. Yeah. What's well, the only format? It felt, it felt more underground, and obviously less people got tattooed. TV shows and mm, social media has definitely fucked with things. Yeah. I don't know. Then on the flip side, it's nice that people there's more it's more accessible for people to get decently done tattoos. I also like it because it's just made the the world more diverse. Mm. Like people can be who they want to be, and there's a lot less judgmental mentality about, about this now. That makes me happy. Because fuck judgmental bastards. Oh, I don't know. I can be a bit judgmental. Yes. <laughs> generally, generally in a playful way, but you know, oh well. But some people are peasants, so. And I'm not dismissing myself from that equation, by the way. It's funny, because <laughs> I was actually, I was just thinking about an episode of the whole strutting around um, naked at two conventions. That I, I would have wanted to put it into words, but at the same time, I was like, this is actually a little bit judgmental of me. So, here we go. Um, I think it was the Warsaw Tattoo Convention of Frankfurt or something like that. There was a guy who was walking around with a torso tattoo, with like t shirt style, half sleeves, uh, done as a Roman legionnaire leather armor, like a cuirass and everything, mm. with the, the six pack and all of that, but very much with a dad bod. Yeah. And no offence to the dad bod, but he walked around like this, strutting as if he had... Like, like he was a Spartan. Yes. <laughs> Which he was not. And that was fine. Him walking around and everyone seeing him, that was cool, because it was a pretty well done tattoo. But he did it the entire weekend. And that was when I realised some gears are turning differently in this guy's head. Because that was a bit special. Um, and he would walk over to the, all the different tattoo artists and stand around posing, waiting to be seen, and then when and he noticed. <laughs> when he could see that we'd registered that he was there, he'd be like, oh, on to the next one. <laughs> Respect my authority! Yeah, okay. yeah it, was, it was a bit bizarre. Some people, well that's the thing though, I mean, again, it's, it's not just tattooing, but anything that could be faddish or seen as some sort of, have a shallow aspect towards it. Some people were defined by the accoutrements they put upon themselves, whether it be clothes, sometimes it's tattoos, sometimes it's jobs, you know, it's, people just like to define themselves by, yeah. or, you know. It's interesting though, because I often, I often wonder, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I get tattoos for me, mm. but then part of that me is being seen by others, right? You have to so take that on board. I mean, yeah. if, you, if, if you genuinely don't think about anybody else, you're a bit of, I don't know, it's a bit of a foolish way of thinking about it, because you are, you know, you're not just an island, you're not just walking around do looking you, in your do own Do you mirror. think it's fair to say that people that have very visible tattoos, right, like neck, hands, face, whatever, just if, if, they, if, if they were to say, like, oh, I just get the tattoos for me because I feel more myself, do you call, like, mini bullshit somewhere? Or I, is it, I or don't. Do they, well, I, I don't... Because, I 100%. Because with my own tattoos, I feel like every time I get tattooed, I become more myself. Yeah. Um, I didn't start getting very visible tattoos until I'd reached the point where I, I got started tattooing and I realized this is what I'm going to do with my life. And then I started tattooing my hands. 
because if I knew that, well, this is a job stopper. At the time it was, anyways. Now it doesn't mm. really matter. Um, unless you work in something very conservative. Um, but no, I, I think most people, if they get visible tattoos and already have other tattoos, then they're genuine about it. I, I do think that the whole having, uh, having a neck piece and no other tattoos, that, that's a bit exhibitionistic somehow. But even that is okay, because that's what floats your boat. Fucking go for it. I'm just not one to do people a neck piece without them having other tattoos first. Because I think people should, you know, go through the journey, experience the whole the joy of it. Yeah. That's just me. Where do you stand with that map with hands and neck tattoos? Well, coming from sort of the background of the shops I used to work at, it used to be you'd sit somebody down and you know, advise them because, you know, yeah, job stoppers. Now it's not as relevant as it used to be. And I've tattooed people, their first tattoos on there. I wouldn't do faces as a first one, that's, that's a bit foolish. Um, but necks and sort of hands, I mean, I've, I've kind of changed my angle. And, you know, I say, I come from more of an old, more of an old schooly thing where like, unless you've got sleeves, you wouldn't do hands and necks. It's completely changed, you know, and it's, and it's not a matter of just taking the money because, you know, somebody's going to do it because, you know, I was just taking orders sort of thing, you know, it's, it's, it's now just society's changed to a degree, you know, the work market has changed to a certain degree, but I mean, I've, I've, but on an aesthetic level, I think it can look a bit foolish when somebody's walking around, they've got the hands and the neck done, wearing, you know, wearing their jacket or, or their sort of uh, hipster clothing and literally that's the only tattoos I've got. That just looks unbalanced and weird. It just yeah, looks very vain and show-offy. But, you know, but, I mean, but, you know, if they then continue to get more tattoos, but if you're only doing it for that, literally, that first instinct. I think mean, that's what Post Malone did. I think he got his hands in his face tattooed and then he worked his way up. He worked his way, and now he's covered, right? He went the other way around. Isn't it? He gets himself knocked out now and gets, wakes up with six new tattoos, doesn't he? I think, didn't he do that recently? I think so, yeah. yeah. He had a, is it called a general anesthetic? Yeah, that's it. I'm not, not, I mean, I'm not knocking it, don't get me wrong, I've had a few pieces where I think, oh, that sounds like a really good idea, actually, because that sucks. Um, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not knocking him on that one at all. I mean, actually, he seems like quite a nice bloke. You could play anything by him, I wouldn't know it. <laughs> I can guarantee I'm too old. But, but yeah, 7,000 years, at least, and counting. So, Joseph, you have plans to get your face and head tattoos and stuff like that, and you did already say that you, you see those job stoppers, you will be unemployed, but at the same time, you do live in New York, yeah, so that's, very that's not really, I, there's a lot of facial ink around, and I've always loved that about New York, I've worked loads in New York City um, at Sacred Tattoo, and I always enjoyed moving about in that city, because no one would look at me in a weird way. I, I saw people look fucking amazing. The, the most splendid person I've ever seen in New York was this super tall, black, probably somewhere between male and female, tight-fitting, fake purple leather with leopard print outfit and a giant mohawk just standing on the metro, head slightly bowed so he, he, she, they could fit in there. And no one was batting an eyelid or looking at this person as if they were any different than themselves. And that is a thing I fucking love about New York. You can just be whoever the fuck you want to be 
And no one will really give a shit. I mean, I'm sure it's different if you were in the financial district, but it's just, it's such an example of, of the beauty of the multitudes of New York. So, do you actually think that you will not be able to get a job at NASCAR and well, stab your head? A civil service type of job, like like a cop or like was a jail, like a jail guard. Yeah, but my girlfriend said she could put some makeup over that small rune that I want under my eye if need be <laughs> for the interview. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm totally uh, thinking we should go for that one. Oh, we totally are. Just they have rune under the eye. I, th- I like it. I kind of want to like, like you guys were talking about before, like covering up tattoos and or having like multiple tattoos from different artists. I kind of want to like brand myself with Northern, that Northern Black. I'm going to laser the fuck out of this when I get home. and Stop moving on. <laughs> I kind of want to let just like reinvent myself with Northern Black bodysuit somewhat. See how that goes. We're good with that. But I do want to keep some contrast, like I do like the negative like skin effect where it's like heavy black and then heavy, heavy negative with skin contrast. Yeah. I like that look. It gives good dynamics. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to like a full Ragnar head design when I get back. Maybe wrap around the other side. Yeah, I think wrapping it around makes sense since you are planning on both sides. And if I don't end up getting a job back in New York, I will probably just come back here and play. <laughs> <laughs> just stand on the street and just be like get a like another desk or something. Tattoo model. Remember when I got my um, when I finished my inverted commas uh, apprenticeship, um, I thought right, that's it. I've loved it. I've, I've committed now. I've done. I've been done with three and a half years of basic sort of like fanning about. I'm now sort of on the path to. I'm, I'm, I'm invested in this now. I love my job. Blah blah blah. So I thought, yeah, I got my neck done. And it's just like, and you know, because I thought it's gonna be like, yeah, I'm never gonna work in Tesco's or any other supermarket brand. Um, and now, you know, again, you look around and see people with their faces no, tattooed. Yeah, nowadays, cops <laughs> and everything are fully tattooed. It's I mean, I've had tattooed. You're I mean, more what? weird if you're not tattooed. Now. Oh, for sure. Like Rebecca. I, yeah, oh, I here we that. go. I knew that was coming. <laughs> of course it was. Yeah, you bare-skinned bare freak. Bare-skinned, I know. Yeah. But that's the interesting thing now. Is you like, stand out more for that. I do, especially not having any tattoos. Like, I think most people might have, like, a tiny one on